Hi, so this is a new show actually on LSR. This is the Woman's Hour podcast and this is our very first go at doing it. So we're just going to introduce ourselves and say why we wanted to do it. So I'll start. I'm Kath and I did Woman's Hour last year and I just felt really empowered and I love talking about um, issues, especially on campus, that lots of the female students go through. So yeah. Um, I'm Jess and... I wanted to do it because, I don't know, I wanted to try something new this year and Women's Hour particularly appealed to me because I think it's just very nice to speak to other women, like, I don't know, like-minded women, just kind of, just, yeah, as you said, discuss women's issues. So, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Megan and, um, well, I wanted to be on student radio anyway and then I found out there was a show where you could literally just talk about feminism for an hour so I was like, oh my god, perfect, because that's what I love to do, so that's why I'm here. Did any, speaking about female issues and feminism, did anyone do the, see the lounge thing for breast cancer the other day on campus where oh, you got yeah. a free lounge set? Were you there? Yeah, I queued for three hours. Did you so actually? My mates. Oh my god, no, the queue was too long for me. Like, so yeah, I couldn't. It was Monday and Tuesday, but I think mm. on Monday not as many people knew about it. So I went on Tuesday and everyone that went on Monday said, oh, just go for 9am, you'll be there tops an hour, it'll be fine, nobody else will be there that early. Get there for 8.30, don't get the underwear until 11 oh something. Oh my gosh. You know, one of my mates, she queued for three hours and then she got the pet and then she told me the next day, I don't actually like it. So she sold it on Depop for £5. And I was there like, were 40 though. I know, I was like, you could have at least got £20. And she was like, oh, I charged £2 postage. I was like, oh, great, £7 for three hours. <laughs> Sounds very worth it. Mm-hmm. It was a good, um, it was for like, a really good cause. Like, they gave all the, had all the um, how to feel your breasts, like little pamphlets oh, yeah. in the book, and then barcodes to scan. It was, it was a good idea. But no, it is a good idea. It's just that the queue is just so long. Like, mm. it, it's obviously going to appeal to a lot of people, so, like, no wonder the queue was that long. But it definitely is a really, I don't know, it's a very good way of bringing awareness to breast cancer. But so many um, so many boys said, why would you do that? I said, there's nothing that gets in between girls and a free underwear set. Like, you, you <laughs> find. Also, did you see next week they had that, like, um, teacher's um, store, and they were handing out free stone-baked pizza, and there were lots of boys in that queue. So <laughs> I think the thing is, people just like free stuff. I said, I said to one of my friends, I said, well, what if that was something you really like, like a limited edition football shirt? Like, surely mm. you would queue for hours for that. Yeah. I, I bet they queue for the McDonald's, the free <laughs> Did you guys do. go to that? No, no I, I just can't do the queues. I'm not, not good at it. No, I'm very <laughs> impatient. A £40 underwear set for free or a McMuffin that you can like buy for, for a pound. <laughs> yeah, I calculated it in my mind. They waited three hours, so it's £13.33 per hour for standing around, if you really think. If it makes sense, it made sense in my mind. Because you know, do you ever like you know when you earn let's say nine fifty an hour at your work shift or something, and so when you spend something that's nine pounds, you're like, oh, that's an hour of work mm. spent or something. I've started calculating everything in like in terms of how many meal deals I could buy without money. <laughs> that's pretty good. One of my mates, she was telling me the other day about how when she was little, she used to love these like American girl dolls. They were like this. She was American, so like that was a big thing. And each doll was like a hundred pounds each or something. And I was like, that is so much for a doll. And then she told me the other day that she bought a dress that was like £100. I was like, you could have got a doll for that at that point. <laughs> Waste of money. Are there any particular issues you want to talk about today? Like anything that you've particularly felt being like a student at Leeds? Or... Hmm. 
Well, like, I'm just going off this fem sort of meeting. I yeah. won't obviously say I'm just stealing all their ideas now. But um, we all went around and said a feminist icon we liked. Maybe you could, like, show us to get to know each other better, maybe, to, like, talk about that. Like, um, I said mine yesterday. Like, I'm going to butcher the name. She's called um, Jimamanda Ngozi Adichie. She did, if you've read, like, Half a Yellow Sun, or, like, she did an essay, Why We Should All Be Feminists. And my favourite book of all time, if you knew me, I, I talk about it non-stop, it's called Americana, and I just, like, I love her, so she's probably, like, my feminist icon. What about you, gals? I guess on, like, the literature theme, mine would probably Audre Lorde, you know her? She wrote, oh, another feminist literature icon, um, she wrote an autobiography, but it was, like, also somewhat fictionalised, and it was about, um, sectional feminism and, like, her struggles, um, as a black woman, um, in New York during... I think it was like the 50s or something. I don't know, very interesting book. And then I got more into her poetry from that. And yeah, she just, oh, I really like feminist literature. I need, I've been meaning to read, um, what's it called, Half of the, the Half of the Yellow Sun. That one, yeah. I, I have been meaning to read that. I love it's that so sort of good. thing. And I'm a history student, so I'm like, oh, history. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm an English literature student, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I don't know if this book has got some, like some people love it, some people don't. Have you heard of it? It's called Women Don't Are You Better. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was good. But I've not actually friends. read it. Have you read it? I read it. I liked parts of it, but then I can't remember. It was ages ago when I actually, actually, I never read it. Me and my mates, we went to Margate one summer, and one of my mates was reading it, and she used to read it to us on the beach so when we were like, couldn't be far, it was like sleep or whatever. It was so, but I remember like not liking parts of it. Like, I think some, I think that's the case with most feminist books. Like, you can't, you don't really agree on everything they say. I like the author though. Like I followed her on Instagram for a while, and I just I like what she stands for, and like I don't know, I like that she's because she acknowledges in the book she's like I know I'm like a Caucasian um, like like woman who is like quite good looking. So she said like I know that I probably get kind of maybe more opportunities, and I like I, I know people might criticise me for like you don't understand like you mm-hmm. like uh, you get the best out of society and stuff. And I thought. I, I like that she kind of acknowledged that because I thought if she yeah. didn't then like as you said like if it, you're reading from like a black woman's perspective it would be so different um, but it's parts of that, like that I thought oh that's quite good yeah because it's so interesting when you have like let's say a white feminist or something these and some people might say, why, why can they not? Why can they talk about like black women's issues? They don't understand it, and that's true to an extent. But it's important to empathise, like as if white women only focus on white feminism, then it's not actually feminism at the end of the day. And they'll get criticism for that as well. Like either way, people aren't going to be happy. Do you know what I mean? If they only focus on white feminism, people will be like, why are they not representing black feminism? But then when they talk about black feminism, it's like, oh well, they don't understand why they're talking on it. So mm-hmm. I know. That was really interesting. Like you know the. Um, What's it? Uh, not careers fair, the society's fair that happens in freshers and everything. Some of my mates were at the FemSoc um, booth, and then these boys were being all annoying and everything. I went up to them because they, they were right next to the South Asian Feminist Society. And so they said to my friends, like, oh, is this the um, white FemSoc? And they were like, no, it's like just important that other groups have their societies and everything. Like, they still care about. Um, other women's issues outside of white women they care about black women they care about Asian women etc but like oh, it was just they, they said it was a lot with those boys harassing them but this is what really annoys me when people don't understand that feminism by definition is just equality like you get all these boys that are like oh well they take that too far and I was like well I agree sometimes there is radical feminism but that's not what feminism is that is just people taking it to an extreme and people think that's what it is yeah there's like such a misconception with feminism I think that's a big reason why a lot of men aren't feminists in the first place they think of like 
bra burning and like hating men and everything but that's just like a stereotype around it did you hear I remember this happened last year I think in the union they um, some of one of the feminist societies set up loads of I think post-its or something where you could write yeah. something it was something that you were proud of or something like this and then I think it was it was either the, women, the men's football or rugby they like defaced it they yeah, like wrote loads really? of stuff on it but they even mocked it they said that what society did it and oh. we were talking about this last year where you said why ruin something that was for such good it just causes what it just proves the point of why stuff like this needs to be done if people like that are gonna do that yeah like even if it is seen as just a joke they must know like what what it looks like to other people like Wait, what was the setup then? Was it just talking about why you like being a woman, or what? On the, the I, don't, I don't know. It was encouraging people to write a note about something that was important yeah. to them, or I think they, or maybe an issue they'd faced being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I th- then they even did a post about it, and it was just everyone was so annoyed that they'd ruined. Because people put effort and time into that, like just to. Mm-hmm. And it's such a bad like headline in itself, like you know, men's football team ruined like a feminist like display and everything there's already lots of um like criticism on like especially rugby as being like mm-hmm. quite like a toxic masculinity yeah i was just yeah. about to say that it's just a stereotype isn't it and they're clearly living up to that stereotype there's so much toxic masculinity within rugby society especially i mean i hear about all like the initiation stuff they do and it is very misogynistic or the way the way they i don't even know exactly I, I can't remember any particular examples but i've heard so many different things they do during their initiations and a lot of it is it very misogynistic. Me. yeah it's really scary and really like it, it really promotes like aggression like real male aggression and like anti women I don't know it's just not very nice is it like I think the one I heard that I don't know if it's from last year or the thing is I'm not sure if these get escalated but even if they are I'd still believe it based on what I've heard they were in a dark room and they were the boys were all naked and they had to um, line themselves up in size of like penis size where like oh. and they had to like feel so like work out what it was in this dark room oh and they line themselves up from like biggest to smallest mm-hmm. but like even that so in itself strange. is like why are you reinforcing the like why are you embarrassing and then the person who had the smallest penis had to do a forfeit that's so that's terrible isn't it it's awful I don't know if that's true 100 percent but this is I mean I would I wouldn't be surprised because I've heard I so really many stories wouldn't. like that. Yeah, like because I mean they could someone could tell me anything and I'd go, yeah, okay, they probably did do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems valid enough. And like the like when stuff like this happens, it is also a feminist issue, even though it's happening to just men. Like, you know, making someone feel uncomfortable in their own bodies and like it basically is like an issue of masculinity for them. Like they obviously don't feel confident in themselves. They feel like, oh I need to measure my penis to other people's in order to I feel like the ones who were further away had the bigger sizes obviously felt great about themselves and the ones who weren't ugh. it's like why embarrass people because something they can't help it's, i just know it makes me really sad no i know it's it's just awful like you just you'd never find women doing like you know what i mean like for like netball side for example like that's all like lovely like female friendship where you just go on nights out together like dress up in a funny way whereas the, this sort of thing this initiation stuff it's just I don't know, you just never find women doing that sort of thing. You really wouldn't like Well, I've heard of weird netball initiations. Have you? But, but they're never they're never sexual like the boys ones are. Yeah. They're just weird. Like one of my friends asked, she was in one of the Bucks teams and she had to like do challenges in a pool of baked beans. Like, it's oh, just, but that's just funny. It's just, do you it's know what I mean? That's like, but it's not yeah, Yeah, it's mean. a bit it's just like you know what I mean, it's not tearing anyone down, like it's just like I had one of them and I'm not sure if this I'm remembering it correctly, but like, someone had to like throw up on someone else. Well that's really weird. But this is a really weird rugby thing as well. They always like down they like make they either 
They love you like piss. Yeah. They love piss. I've heard this. I was about to say this. I've heard this really gross. Every sort of bodily bodily fluid you could think of put into one cup and then they down it. It's disgusting. Really? No, actually, because my friend's um, my friend's flatmate last year, he was telling them all about the rugby initiation stuff he had to do. I don't actually think this was at uni. I think this was rugby initiation when he was at school. But yeah, big cup of everything disgusting. Had to drink it like. Like horrible. Everything. Just a lot of stuff. A lot of really gross stuff. Just horrible. Like I don't get what's fun about I know. it. I don't know. Maybe they just want like a funny story or like they just I feel like no one actually wants to do it. They just all feel like everyone else has to like act up in front of each other. I feel like there's that like testosterone, you know, when mm-hmm. so many boys are together and it's like Oh it's, that's the thing because in my um first year accommodation, I'm not like obviously gonna like name any places because um well, I feel like these boys wouldn't even listen anyway, but um, they, you could just tell, like, as a group, these, uh, these boys in the accommodation, they just all wanted to impress each other. Like, I think they all did that. They all hung out with each other, and I, ne- I never wanted to be friends with them because they always just talked about fit girls or, like, trying to drink or, like, trying to find a party or something. It was very, like, a shallow friendship, and I was like, oh, I don't like these boys. But then every now and then I'd, like, talk to them one-on-one, and I was like, oh, he's actually quite nice or actually he's quite sweet and everything. But I just think these boys are all right, but when they're all put together they just encourage each like the worst of each other i think especially when people like come to uni like boys when they come to uni they like will put on that act especially when they're all doing the same thing and then they they as a group then become like these just really unbearable people to be around because they're they've come to uni trying to you know i feel like everyone to an extent tries to like change themselves a little bit when they first come to uni and then therefore when they're all put together trying to put on this like oh i pull so many girls for mm. so and then all together it just becomes this really unbearable thing to be around like I, i've i've experienced that with so many groups of boys in first year like they just I don't know, they really weird. This um, friendship group too, they also had this like challenge, it's not as bad as loads of others who probably all had it, but they had a challenge where you tried to sleep in the room of a girl as much as possible. Like, wasn't actually sleeping with them, but just staying the night in their room. Like, um, there was this one girl in my halls, and then I I wasn't really friends with her, but she told me like in the second or third day of freshers there was a boy and she was like getting off with him then she didn't want to sleep with him but then he kept on being like oh can i just stay in your room instead even though he lived literally lived the floor below her and i think it was just him trying to like add more points to that like little game that they had going on that is disgusting i heard of one boy because i was in when i was in first year last year his mission was to sleep with a girl in every different accommodation. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so strange. It's Why is always like that? But this same boy actually I heard the other day, he knowingly had chlamydia and slept with somebody without protection. I messaged them and he was like, oh, by the way, you should get tested because like, I do have chlamydia. That's, oh, oh that's god. evil. That is evil. I've heard things, like, I've heard um, like, superstition stuff to, for people to be arrested for stuff like that. Like, if you knowingly have std it's i think it's yeah it's literally like knowingly harming someone you know with like oh and you can even think oh let's wear a condom or something that's that is literally just it's just so incredibly selfish selfish. oh my gosh yeah like boys always have these like weird little games that they um play and i feel like with your um with a girl from every accommodation i feel like they just do it so they can go back to their friends and say oh i did this and everything they just always act up for each other I've got really sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, I just, like, in my house, I live with all girls, and, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like, some boys are great, it's fun to live with them, but I just love the female energy of, like, an all-girls house, so it's just... Oh, I, so I live with three girls, three other girls, and then one gay boy. So me and my friends have all been saying just, like, like, I don't know, that, like, that, there's just, like, a connection we have with each other that we just don't, we're not able to replicate with straight men. It's just really, I don't know, I just have never been able to have that same connection with, 
I don't know why. I just, really? I'm really, yeah, I, do, I just find it really difficult to, I've never had like close male friends. Like I've had, I've been friends with boy groups, like actually, they've been my friends, but I've never been like, I've never been like, oh my God, they're my best friend. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm. Well, like, in my house last year, there was eight of us and there was six girls and two boys. And then one of the boys, he got a girlfriend and like, he was barely around and everything. But the other one, um, he was like, you know, he felt like one of the girls. He was a straight man and everything. And like, sometimes his straight madness would come out, you know, not in like a sexist way, but like, you know, he would, um, if, or oh, one time we were on holiday together, we saw a belly dancing show. And then he said, he's, he's making a dad joke. He was like, oh, I'll have to get these sent to my room and stuff. He, he didn't actually mean it, but like, you know, you could see, he, we see him like, you know, looking at girls that he fancies and stuff, but it never makes us uncomfortable in it or anything. Cause let's say these type of discussions right now he'd always join in on them you know he never was like a straight man who only has straight man issues you know listens to women which was quite nice and everything i love talking about stuff like this with men and just saying their opinions yeah no me too but i think it's so rare to find men that actually like like your friend who's actually like willing to like be open-minded about it because often when i like bring it up men it's kind of because i'm like what are they going to say do you mean like it's quite they just sometimes say such outrageous things he's he's not perfect or anything like sometimes he does say silly stuff but we all say silly stuff all the time and if you it's kind of like one of those echo chamber things where if you surround yourself with people who have similar opinions obviously that's a great thing but it is also good to um have friends who have alternate alternating opinions so you can challenge them and they can also challenge you as well no i really agree with that that's very true because mm-hmm. like, i think when it comes to like feminism and men like it's going to take a while to win over quite a lot of them but if you start acting all exclusive and saying oh f all men and you know like um men saying are you're, trash. you're yeah you're a man your opinion doesn't matter in this issue or whatever it's not going to make them want to be on our side yeah but i think that's why lots of boys have don't understand and you saying earlier the misconceptions with feminism when people say stuff like that mm-hmm. that i can't generalize one bad man yeah. to all men yeah like all women aren't the same all men aren't the same and it's quite hard. This friend also I've got a funny story about it. yesterday. Um, we were all hanging out, and then my mate brought back some brownies and everything. And then he was he he is a, he's one of those um human bins where he literally just eats anything. Like all, if you got spare food, he'll take it. And then she said, you know what? You can have um, all these brownies if you can name three things you like about women. <laughs> he couldn't. <laughs> Look, um, he we were like, oh you you you're naughty. You know you can't. How dare you not name three good things about women? <laughs> he was. I think to be fair, it was because he was so flustered and everything. And he was like, I can't name three good things about men either. To be fair, and he was like, Margaret Thatcher's a woman, so I can't say all the good things about her. And I was like, you're missing the point. Like, there's three just, things. That's nothing. Oh, we gave him so much time too, and then we just said, name five things you like about feminism. And he managed to do that, at least. But we were like, you need to get better. <laughs> Well, what do you guys think about like well you said you don't have many close male friends and everything but what about your guy friends do they what do they think about feminism well i have i have a few i have more close guy friends at home mm-hmm. um and i have a few at uni that i lived with but i live in a different house them, so i don't really see them as much um but there was one boy he he even said he he said it's weird like coming to uni all my close friends are girls and, like before uni i just got on so well like with boys and my close friends with boys but all the kind of boys in our friendship group would take the piss out of him because he was always with the girls but he just he just genuinely those weren't his type of people he just yeah. got on better with the girls in that group 
but the boys always made him feel bad about it or boys said oh why is he always with the girls but he just generally got on better with them like not everybody is your person and those boys weren't his people because he's a very like he's more of a sensitive guy who doesn't like all that laddie stuff and these yeah. were very laddie boys like i just thought it was unfair they would kind of tear him down because he wasn't similar to that mm-hmm. but um i think he's getting on with them better now i don't live with him anymore but he would always go on nights out with all the girls yeah and he'd always say like, i just feel i literally look like a gbf right now <laughs> like he'd feel the need to like, justify be like i'm not gay i'm just with all the girls <laughs> yeah one of my mates said like um it was only until uni that he actually started having guy friends like he literally just was surrounded by girls all the time i think it's because he came from a small village so i think all the boys were very similar and they just were yeah like you said very laddie and everything so he kind of like you know preferred being around girls and stuff but yeah but um my boyfriend has a twin sister mm-hmm. and i feel like this was very i feel like because he's such a nice like he's a genuine very nice guy and i generally feel like that's really helped because i feel like when boys have sisters and being around like women i really feel like that helped and i feel like especially having Definitely. a twin sister who's the same age who he grew up with i really think it's like helped shape like what a nice guy he is now if that makes sense yeah it's like with any um form of discrimination like racism sexism etc like the reason why like everyone supports everyone in those groups is because of empathy and you're not gonna empathize with people if you don't hang out with them a lot so like i feel like yeah like that boy group for my old accommodation it was just an all boy group they probably i'm assuming quite a lot of them didn't probably have a lot of like close girlfriends so they did probably didn't have people calling them out on their behavior or they didn't hear about them complaining about other boys so they never saw what their actions was issues or anything but i remember it was literally this is bear in mind this isn't even that impressive it's the bare minimum one of the first times i stayed around like my current boyfriend's um accommodation before we were together i said oh i'm really sorry like you don't have a sanitary bin but like i'm on my period i need to take out my tampon mm-hmm. he was like i'll just put it in my normal bin and like this that that should be normal but i was really shocked no i know exactly mean that i felt like oh my god what a sweet guy but like which it is really sweet but it is also the bare minimum it literally should be the bare minimum but the fact that i was like oh wow like that's really good i just thought afterwards i thought well yeah it's good but then everyone should be like that like that should just be how it is yeah what you were saying just now about um how like people need to be around like or like you know they need exposure to in order to empathize i feel like that's why like all boys schools have such like they produce boys who are like the worst of the worst in terms of like because when you're only with boys you just I don't know. My experience of all boys with all boys schools, like at home, because I knew quite a lot of boys from boys schools, awful, absolutely no, awful. Like I know a lot about this. I went to an all girls school. I went to an all girls school. Opposite my, so I went to all girls grammar school, and literally opposite the road was the all boys grammar or the all boys school. Um, and honestly, some of the most horrid boys I've ever met are from there. But but it's done from the toxic environment. Yeah. Like yeah. I generally think all girls schools like can be fine for girls, but I actually think all boys schools are actually quite detrimental to boys and like that toxic Definitely. masculine kind of culture like, no, i generally absolutely. think it's quite bad in all boys school and not to generalize there were some lovely boys there but also but like as a collective a, a trend some of the most misogynistic like sexist boys i've met did go to that school and they yeah. did the most outrageous things because they probably just perceive girls like they might some of them might have out of school friends but they usually just perceive girls as like um, potential love interests or even yeah. just like um, people to have sex with and everything Con- so it's less of a connection which yeah. is a horrible word to use lots of them see it as that mm-hmm. oh it's even worse if it's an all boys boarding school oh, no. they, those were the absolute oh my God. worst yep they're actually the worst like oh mm-hmm. no i i think it's, well that's when you're like not even like living with like your mum or your sister you're literally always always around men and then that's that's probably why they're so much worse because there's like literally just around each other like i don't know yeah. just, 
I don't I don't really agree with like single gender schools I, I don't know I went to an all girls school and it definitely wasn't like it, it didn't like cause like doesn't doesn't make girls as unbearable as all boys school can make boys but I think that there's a lot of toxicity with when like women yeah, are put I in a close environment together like the amount of eating disorders and like anxiety going around that year group is just like it's crazy like I'm the one thing I the one good thing about an all girls school is I feel like when you're in that awkward stage you know like puberty and like starting your period and everything it is so nice to just mm. be around it's a comforting girls space, you, yeah. you feel a lot that more is true. like girls like they wouldn't make any effort how they came in school but like yeah that is true to be fair not that pressure but then I get what you mean like especially in my school which is very academic the competition yeah. really like could bring out the worst in people and it was quite bitchy it's very competitive very bitchy like everyone's always like pitting each other against one like yeah. I don't know like there's there's like on one hand you like you have like the most strong friendships at girl girl school which is lovely but then yeah. from that you also get like a lot of toxicity a lot of like you know you sometimes it feels like people aren't like actually happy for each other they're always just like wanting to like do better than each other yeah. which is i don't know because i moved to a mixed school for sixth form and i just much preferred the environment there like i don't really speak to anyone from my secondary school anymore because oh, i just really? yeah just once i left once i left secondary school, it wasn't like even like we fell out it's just like once i left i realized like it just I was so I just I felt like I had like a weight lifted off my shoulders I know just being in that closer environment with like only girls it just gets too much I think just mixed like sorry single gender schools just I'm not really sure if they're maybe just not for me but I don't no, know I, after like, it did me good and it also did me bad but I think from after having gone there I would never send any child of mine to yeah. like, single sex squads and then mm. to a mixed school for me I also went to an all girls school but like I went to a mixed primary school and I remember when I was choosing my secondary school I wanted to go to an all girls school like, I was so really I. desperate for it because like I was always quite loud as a child anyway but in class like it was always the boys who like dominated the um classroom they were the, always ones who made the most discussions had the most attention so i wanted to be in an all girls environment mm. and it definitely helped with my confidence that is such a good point to be fair that is such a good point because i didn't even remember I, I completely forgot about that aspect of it you're so right like i feel like i thrived academically at that school because when i went to stick for my struggled so much and my academic achievement just went downhill and i think that definitely mm-hmm. is in part because of like being able to speak up in class and not feeling like overwhelmed but especially because at six uh, um at a level i end up taking maths and that's such a like male dominated subject yeah. i think when you're doing like when you're at a mixed school and you're like doing male dominated subjects it's just so much harder to speak up and then and then you just don't you don't feel confident to ask questions when you don't fully understand things yeah. and then just that is a good point i forgot i just i forgot about that aspect of things that's definitely a benefit of going and to and i think like um it could it made me more confident but i know a lot of girls who um left my school and they ended up like not being able to like talk to boys properly which is also an issue because i had a few um friends out of school who were boys so it wasn't just like you know i was with girls all the time i didn't have like tons of guy friends but you know i had a few but i knew girls who like i'd see them at a party or something and they just wouldn't know how to talk to a boy and I think that is a very detrimental part of all girls' schools. But it is, I think it's. I found this in my school. Um, like the minute there were parties or like they could, the boys and the girls could mix, everyone went feral. And yeah, crazy. Went crazy. Oh my God, they just I know. weren't used to it. Yeah. Like the, some of those parties were like the wildest things I've I ever know. been to. Oh, I miss those times though. It was so funny. And I would compare it with my friends who went to mixed schools, but because they saw each other all the time, like their yeah. parties were like quite tame and just like normal but there was some weird stuff happened yeah it was just like everything got so exaggerated like if someone i don't know got with someone at a party it'd be like everyone would be talking about it and stuff it was like the big talk because like everyone just loved a bit of gossip and everything and i think because i think it happens more when you go to mixed schools because it's probably people tend to be in relationships more so it was like more of a rarity i don't know if it was for your school but like in my school of about 
80 people at, at the same time only about 10 would have like boyfriends yeah but i feel like with mixed schools there were way more yeah definitely i think that yeah i think that is why like gossip about people who got with each other positive and people who got relationships did just spread like wildfire because I mean, how, you know, it's, it's less easy to meet a boyfriend when you're going to an all-girls school. So then when it does happen, it's like the talk of the town. Because that was very much a thing in my school as well. Like, yeah, everyone always like, how do they meet them? Like, where do, where do they find him? Mm. And, like, everyone will be, like, stalking their Instagram. They yeah. Still, they still do it now, honestly. Like, yeah, so, so many of my mates have gone to uni and got boyfriends. And then uh, everyone knows everyone's relationship status because they, they're all so nosy. And I i can't be like, oh, I'm not part of that because I also can be a bit nosy sometimes too. But I've had lots of family members as well, especially one of the first questions I'll get is, oh, so do you have a boyfriend? Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I get the interest, but also like, why should me being with a boy define me? Like, why not yeah. ask me more questions about myself? Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that annoys me a bit. Yeah. Oh, we covered quite a lot already. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's so when it's just so easy. There's so mm. many topics that come up in the conversation. I'd really like like just because did you do your little application form to like sign up for this? There's lot like the interest I kind of wanted to talk about was well I would want to do one on like feminist literature. That's what I, so I put on mine. I yeah. literally put the same thing on my form. One of those, and I also want to do talk about like mass, like toxic masculinity. Like I find that stuff. I mean, that's so one of my favorite topics yeah. to talk mm-hmm. about everything like what else would you guys want to talk about in the future yeah also feminist literature that's something mm-hmm. i put on my form as well but i don't know um i, had a really I think just list. I, can't remember. I think just like feminism like in the media as a whole like film yeah. television um, i don't know i find that i really i find that really interesting so oh, have you guys watched don't worry darling yeah yes because have you, i've read all this stuff about how you could like how you can really spot the differences between a female director and a male director like mm-hmm. with how they like portray sex and stuff in films like in don't worry darling like um the main actress like she receives a lot of like oral sex for yeah. example mm-hmm. and you don't actually get a lot of that that's films. so true i think olivia wilde was saying like she wanted to not center the film but she wanted to really include female pleasure in the film but another thing is female directors tend to focus a lot more like on hands really yeah because it's i don't know why but there, there's been so many studies about this but then male directors they tend to always shoot from an angle where like you're looking down on the female because like Oh. Lots of men find that like, attractive. Like, I don't. I don't know why. It's it like submissive from. or something. I guess. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Like we could talk about that another week as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'd love to talk about. I. I don't know. That's something I find really. As I just said, it's really interesting. Like, feel, like just seeing like how. That, I've never actually like thought about that before. That would yeah. be really interesting to talk about like, how female directors what, differ. But what's that test? Have you heard the Bechdel of it? test? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another interesting thing. I mean, you see that thing. It's like Lord of the Rings fails it because it's just a, like a woman talking to her daughter or something and that's it in the whole i don't even know how many films there are but legally blonde passes it and does it yeah because she's judging to be a lawyer like she's lots yeah. of conversations that aren't mm. about like I love um, watching Legally Blonde with people who haven't seen it the first time because I remember when I first watched it I was like what is this film she's following her boyfriend like her ex-boyfriend to university how is this good and then all of a sudden the turnaround like it's always amazing because lots of my friends are like oh why do you like this film I do love that film it's such a good film Mm -hmm. like there's like you know there's um, I can't remember the other the other character's name the one who doesn't get on well with she call it Vivian or something yeah um, and how there's that she accuses her of like sleeping with the person to like move her way up and get yeah. into the courtroom and when she realises that she didn't she felt awful and their friendship kind of stemmed off that because mm-hmm. they both had been women in a like male dominated 
like Korea knew what it was like. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. That was what kind of sparked their friendship. Cause I was. think it can happen a lot. To be fair, though, I think that when you like a lot of the time, women are put it against one another. But then when you actually like, realize like when you when you acknowledge that then it's then, then a friendship can really fall from that because you can bond over like how you've been how you've been put against one another and how you've been done dirty like, by that lots of women who've been cheated on and find the other woman they actually become really yeah. good friends and if you've seen this like they like will go out like i've seen quite a lot of, lot of tiktoks about it but no that is true though i've seen that happen in real life as well like it it's a very it's a very good bonding point for women i mean what's called the other women that film is literally oh, all about yeah. how like three women become like, the best i watched friends. that the other day actually it's a good film mm-hmm. it's a good film Oh, I love those ones, yeah, the films that just centre around like female friendship. I know. I, they're always so wholesome. Oh, there's a film I watched the other day. I can't remember the name of it, but there wasn't one single male actor in it. Really? Like, they were mentioned, but they were never that's shown. That's cool. And, like, it was, it, it was just... Because you don't get many films, but there's not even a single... No, that's really cool. And like, even in the delivery room, one of them was pregnant, not a single, like... So oh was this like on purpose and everything? Yeah, and I, I'll try for next time. I'll try find the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I googled it after, and it was like the kind of the director's purpose of the film, because the female director as well. Yeah, I just really thought it was cool. such a good idea. Cause if you didn't, I didn't even think about it until I like thought about it and then watched it back, and I thought, oh wow, like that that's was so cool. Though I was it like that. one of those subtle things though that like they don't bring attention to it, but they say yeah. like this is what we did. Like the whole time, um, so she finds out her husband's cheating on her, mm-hmm. and then. Um, he's trying to win her back, but you only ever see like his name ring on the phone or him like flowers from him. You never see him, oh. but it didn't feel forced. It didn't. I didn't even. As I said, I didn't even notice that until I think maybe in the credits it mentioned. It. I don't even know, but mm-hmm. it was good. I like that. That is really interesting. If you can like find out what it's called, I actually might watch that. Yeah, no, I will. And you can like see if you agree and think that they've done it quite well, or if you think maybe they've. Forced yeah, definitely. It we could try and watch that before next week and then have a discussion about it next. Yeah, week. I'll try and find I'll it. I'll send it on the chat. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix or is it on those? It'll be on some kind of streaming platform, I'm sure. Oh, okay. We could watch it illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched um, Everything I Know About Love on BBC iPlayer? Oh, it's really good. What's I don't it know. Um, well, it's, it's a book, but do you know Dolly Alderton? Oh, okay. Basically, she she just um she's a journalist, but it's the um she wrote a book. It's like about her. So obviously, the title is a bit misleading. It sounds like it's going to be a book about love, but then actually, the whole point of it is is about like finding your like identity outside of like looking for love from men, and instead like finding love elsewhere in your life. Um, but I really like the TV adaptation of it. It's obviously I play, but I don't know if you guys haven't heard of it. Then I don't really know. I don't know. It's not reason. I I'm definitely gonna watch that because I love. It's really good. The book's really good as well, but they're very different. But it's really it's really I don't know. I think that the book definitely conveys the message of like find it like actually it's more like there's more resolution in it like you definitely find more of like an actual like this is how you can find love and like feel like satisfied yeah. with the love you receive outside of male like love from a man but the 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 um the tv adaptions very like it's very heartwarming in the sense of like the way it represents female friendship but it's also quite like it's very realistic of very realistic representation of how like women can be so close and then they like bring each other up but also continuously tear them tear each other down at the oh. same time i don't know it's really good i recommend it bbc i play um everything i know about love on the bbc i play because i could just read the book i think they're both very different i'd say read the book first but they're both they're both good for, for different things like i don't know they're both they're both really good they're just quite different. What, have you guys watched Normal People? Yes. yes. Have you read it as well? No, I haven't. Oh, I read it first, and I actually I do prefer the book, but oh, okay. it's really good. I love Normal People. What do you think about that? Because everyone kind of is going on about how great Connell is, but he's not. He's the issue. Like, he is. He's honestly. When I first read it, I thought it was more of a mutual thing, but then recently I've been I rewatched the show recently, and I was like, 
he is the issue the whole time. Like Marion actually does nothing wrong. Like she just she just holds the defense up. That's all. Like that that's the only reason why like where her miscommunication is issue and she's like being like putting up a defense because he's not showing her how he feels about her. Like I don't know because he's embarrassed. To, uh, he's the most problematic at school. I know yeah. he's younger, yeah. but still. Even at uni, it's like he stops being problematic in that way. That he's no longer embarrassed to be seen by her. But you can definitely see that like he feels challenged by the fact that she's now popular and also he like it really struggles with like. Like you know that scene, where, that that part where like he goes home, that he goes home for the holidays, but he he wanted to ask her if he could stay at her, if he could stay at hers over the summer, but then instead he pussies out and then like just he goes home and like it feels like they're gonna like, she she thinks they've broken up. Do you know do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, about? that's like just again like him just I don't know like it's but just he's just I feel like because he he was also a rugby boy I'm pretty sure yeah or was it Gaelic football I don't know whatever it was um but he's he had really bad communication yeah which I thought was interesting because I'm pretty sure he was brought up just by his mum wasn't he yeah. That's interesting, because we were saying earlier, like, if you have a, let's say, a strong female around you, like, female figure, it makes you more likely to empathise with women, but I guess that's just not the point. But, oh, actually, I was reading this book about this, and they say that um, misogyny isn't just because, they're not misogynistic just because they lack um, a strong female to, like, you know, um, not not really respect, but, you know, just, like, le- you know, learn about women's issues with. But it's also actually really rooted with... Um, the relationships with their father like it's usually men who have absent fathers that tend to turn misogynistic yeah i can't remember the full like psych- psychology behind it but it was it was so interesting and they say that um in order for a man to like be raised right and you know respect women he needs a good father figure because like not more than a good like a um, mother figure but i think they did really highlight that it's important and i never really thought about that before um, I mean, I feel like I need to reread the book. I guess that makes so sense, though. Like to have like a father who's like abandoned you and abandoned his wife. It's just like therefore, like kind of in from a young age, it's like in your head that you that that's what what your what your role in the relationship is. Do you know what I mean? Like to like not actually be able to like stick around with them. I don't know. That kind of makes sense in that way. The whole mean? psychology of it is so fascinating. Like, it just is. about like parental figures and how it affects you. Like even mm. like Freud's weird. I know. Very interesting. What was? What is it? Is it the deepest, deepest complex, where it's like the was that the well, one? Like you're one? basically where all men are like secretly in love with their mothers. Yeah, and then they hate their fathers because yeah. they're taking their yeah. mothers away from them. It's just really oh really? I also like um, read about this other theory about why men turn out to be misogynist, and it's because when they're raised by their mother, like like if they had a sister and they were both raised by their mum, they'd kind of um because that's the person they're closest with. They see themselves in their mum, and they're really close and they have a great bond. But then I think after a while they're like a jump from boyhood to manhood and the um sister would try to be like the mum because you know like she's turning into a woman like her mother but then the man he obviously like he can't be the woman so he just goes to being a man but he kind of resents his dependency on his mother oh that's pretty interesting actually mm-hmm. and he's like so ashamed of it that it, like you know turns into a hatred towards all women and stuff so it's so interesting how like young life affects your adulthood yeah Mm. perceptions but one of the freud's other he was just quite misogynistic in general actually but one of his other ones was um the idea of penis envy and he said that all girls had penis envy because they wanted to be boys to be fair i low-key do like i would love to have a penis for a day (laughs) but i mean i would but not all the time like i don't resent the fact i'm not a boy like i think no no i don't want to be a boy or anything but i've like Peeing standing up and not having to like wield in this wee like mm-hmm. as hard like it's, it's so much easier. I'm not sure if we could talk about this on the show, but all the all the naughty stuff too. I'd want to try that with penis. <laughs> <laughs> imagine though, you know, you know, there's the zip here. Like even our trousers are kind of meant for a boy now. Yeah, like, that's so true. Like 
But imagine if um, female trousers had like a cropped skirt. Yeah. Ooh. Like, why is that not a that, thing? That should be a thing. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I thought, like, these are, even our trousers are manufactured basically for men. Mm-hmm. Like, jeans. That is true. I've never thought about that before. That's. Some of my friends, they say, like, for festivals, that um, girlfriends, they'll wear um, long skirts so that if they're in a crowd, they can just pee and no one will know. I actually peed in the in Leeds Fest in the middle of the Dave concert, in the middle of Dave's performance. My we friend, did um, huddles, my friend there's enough of us that I, I could huddle. My friend peed in the walkabout queue, like, she just, like, stood there in her dress and did it. Oh <laughs> because it was, because it's, like, a two-hour queue, like. honestly, I hate holding pee. It's actually, it's another form of torture, in my opinion. It is. It's awful. Like, one time, I was, well, actually, this summer, I was in Florence, and we took a little coach to um the coast and everything and then we got the coach back and then i needed to pee but i couldn't i didn't go at the station because you had to pay a euro and i was like i have a, a, this is a whole nother thing but i will never pay i just i just break pee. through every time it's one of those i literally like jump yeah, into the child barriers or something yeah and then um that was actually the biggest mistake of my life because it was a two, like, you know that feeling you get when you're literally like you feel like you're gonna wet yourself that was me at the start of the journey <laughs> it was two hours long like it, I bet that was the best piss of your life though when you were. It was amazing. It was probably a minute long at least, <laughs> but it was before that. It was pure agony. Like I was miserable. My friends were laughing at me. And I, it made it worse. <laughs> so I was like, you can't, you can't make me laugh. Like, I was like on TikTok to distract myself, but then I couldn't focus on that. So I was reading and I couldn't focus. I was trying to talk to my friends. Like nothing, nothing helped. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. How well, long have we been going? We've been for? going for forty minutes. Really? No, yeah, time, time does fly. So we could like draw, we could draw this one to a close mm-hmm. and then yeah. work out what we're going to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked like about a lot of things. We did say, a cover a lot, things, but maybe like we could go into more depth about some of the yeah. stuff, like all girls' schools or boys' schools. Like I think we've all got a lot to say about it and stuff. So, but I think maybe we from here we can have a top like, a specific topic each week yeah. and kind of refine refine it because there's just so much we could talk yeah. about and obviously periods i really want to be one of them yeah that'd be really good and about period like potentially there being sick pay for periods. Yeah. Yeah. that's a discussion for another day <laughs> <laughs> okay so well thank you for listening yeah, this was the end of our very first women's hour Ooh. podcast Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs>